Welcome back to the 2% Solution Podcast. I'm your host, Diamond Well, and today's episode is not just special, it's a family affair. I've got the most extraordinary guest with me, my eldest daughter, Chardonnay Cayenne Manuel, a beacon of creativity and determination. At just 20 years old, Chardonnay is not only my pride and joy, but also carving out a remarkable path in the world of acting on screen and stage. Today, she's here to share her journey from overcoming challenges to chasing her dreams with relentless passion. Get ready for a heartwarming and inspiring conversation filled with laughter, wisdom, and a few proud dad moments. So grab your cold brew or tea, just like Chardonnay, and join us for this delightful dive into the world of a young, aspiring actress making her mark one step at a time. Cheers. Cheers. Then it's good, 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 good. Okay. Well, I got my cold brew beside me, as you can all see. And in case you don't recognize the person beside me, wait, wait, you see it? You see it? <laughs> That's right. Genetics at work. This is my eldest daughter, Chardonnay Cayenne Manuel. Now 20 years old. Oh my gosh, I feel old even saying that. I'm closer to 21 than I am now. Yeah, you're also closer to 21 than much closer than I am. Oh, it's very relevant that you are here today because everybody knows I, I'm a father. I've been dating my wife, but I've made mention of the girls on a couple episodes, at least hinting at them. And, and so now I'm bringing them in full fold because, you know, one of my five values is and, and the five F's of those five values, one of which is family. So. Today, Sharon is going to be here to really paint a picture about herself, but some of the learnings and some of the amazing experiences and some of those memories that she has attached to those experiences and how it's helped develop her into this nice, upstanding citizen of the world. Wow. Right? Intro. Am I the youngest person on your podcast? You are so far. Really? Not that much younger. There's a personal trainer that uh, would be on the show next month, and he's 23. Oh, but so it's, not that much of it. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, you're both in different places. You know, he's, he's down on the stage, you're here in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, for the sake of being on the episode today, why don't you just give us a quick little intro of who are you? Who is Chardonnay Manuel? Okay. Who Chardonnay Manuel, daughter of Dad Manuel and Christy Kennedy, older best sister of Brie, Brie Hen. <laughs> um, oh, you can't have her. She'll beat me on the youngest person. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. Um, but I'm 20, turning 21 next year. I have a, I'm about to complete and graduate with my diploma in the performing arts at, from Capilano University. I've been doing their like acting for stage and screen program, which is a big part of my identity as of right now as a university student. Um, I, I love to, ooh, I'm just thinking, I'm like, what is there about me? I feel like as I'm, that's a big question right now in my life. Of like, but that's okay. Where am I? What am I doing? It is. That's a very astute question. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's actually one of the four questions I shared on an earlier episode last month. Where it's like clarifying questions. Because when we get clarity, we feel confident. When we feel confident, we take better actions. And that also continues to build more confidence and clarity. So it's like this back and forth, ebb and flow. So it's great that you're doing that. Um, why acting? Why acting? Why acting? Because a little side note. <laughs> We were traveling for five years full-time as a family. 
Last two and a half of those five years are spent in Bali, Indonesia, where we were fine, had a nice <laughs> little home going, things are fine. <laughs> and two and a half. <laughs> and then the teenage, well, it was two and a half for me, yeah, two, and two and for you guys. But, but, you know, we always honored the kids and said if they wanted to return to Vancouver to finish their school experience, we would honor that. Sure enough, you know who played that card? <laughs> this one right here. So let's talk about that. This has been something that's more than just a passion. This is something that you decided a long time ago. Like, like when you're still a bit of a tween, yeah. you're like, I want to hack. Yeah. And then to watch you just do it. And then you only applied to one school. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. It's really crazy. And that mental determination, but also that no quit, no I can't do it. It wasn't part of your vocabulary or because of mom, because we all know that she treats the can't. That's the worst curse the word worst, in the house. Worst four-letter C word ever. Can't. Um, anyway, so just tell us about that. Tell us about that. Um, yeah, I guess when we were living in Bali, like there wasn't a lot of theater things that I could participate in there. Mm-hmm. And I'd grown up thanks to mom and dad and grandma and grandpa just doing a lot of like theater camps and things like at local organizations and summer camps and that sort of thing. Like, I always really loved it. Like, I love theater. If Bree and I were in a day camp, it was like she would do some arts thing or sports thing. And I'd be like, I want an acting class, please. <laughs> um, and then from the acting classes, I, I always I always loved acting. And then when I was starting to be like grade 10, I guess, and thinking like, OK, what do I want to do? If I, Do I want to go to university? I I, th- I think I always wanted to go to university and like, pursue higher education because I love school and I love education. I've always been like a big school nerd. So sometimes to a fault. And I've learned to balance that through university, which is great, Mm. where I'm not as like school dedicated driven. It doesn't consume my entire being as it has in the past. But I really enjoy acting. And when I was deciding, I wanted to go to CAP because it was a very reputable program, was local and close by. And after traveling, I I wanted to stay close to family. I'm quite, I'm quite the clingy daughter at points where I'm like, <laughs> I wouldn't say clingy, but it's, you definitely value family. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I, I love family time and I wanted to be close to home. And I had considered one school out East, but afterwards I was like, I didn't really want to do their whole singing and dancing audition process. And so I, CAP was the best fit for me. And I decided it was like the only school I would apply for. And I was like, I got to at least try acting because otherwise later on in life, I know I would regret it. Oh, my goodness. Like, yeah. And she's 20. And she went through this process a couple of years ago when she got accepted into that program. So it was even at like 17, 18. These, this is sort of your, your train of thought, your mindset. What, what, what would you attribute to that mindset? Where's it come from? Well, probably you guys a little bit, which is like just watching you guys, mom you know? and dad, like you always pursued your own things and i've always had super supportive parents that are like wanting me to pursue whatever i want Mm -hmm. and i had that encouragement which i know not everyone in like the arts does Mm -hmm. which i'm super grateful for and they're super passionate of like following your own interests and your Mm -hmm. own hobbies and brie and i have always had like tremendous support they're like if you can figure it out and like you can do what you want to do then it's like why not and what's stopping you and it was really cool to like save up for school, go through the application. I remember uh, on I so even though I'm really driven, I'm quite the procrastinator. So sometimes things I'll be getting done is on the deadline. I'm working on it. But I remember the three of us like mom, you, me, 
it was way past your guys' bedtime. You guys go to bed by like eight or nine o'clock. And this was like 1130. And at midnight, my application was due. And we we're finishing like writing my cover letter, finishing my my like entrance essay and all those things that were just like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, <laughs> do tonight. That's right. And then, yeah, we, we <laughs> there was some yelling, some tears, some hug. What it in? I got accepted and it went really awesome. And I was very glad. And yeah, just always having your encouragement and watching you guys, I'd say, is pretty, pretty. I don't know where else I would have gotten it. <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, to, to give yourself some credit too, you, you have definitely absorbed a lot through just being around. I mean, mm-hmm. your mom and I used to just take you guys everywhere. I mean, yeah, same with everywhere. Like just everywhere. It was like <laughs> Toastmasters meetings, networking meetings. Like we go traveling. I'd be doing my CrossFit competitions. I mean, it was just like we were a, a, a foursome. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you were constantly exposed to more mature people, adults, adult situations, but also people would have adult type conversations with you guys. Yeah. And I think that also builds not only the confidence in kids, but also it, it sort of eliminates this intimidation factor where most mm-hmm. people look at especially kids to, uh, to adults, it's that authority figure issue, right? Yeah. And so you're looking at people more as friends and as equals than like a child to an adult, mm-hmm. you know? And I thought that, that was really evident in how you and Bree react with people and interact. So um, that being said, we're going to also probably offer a lot of the skills that you now use in your acting, you know? Um, Let's talk about something, uh, just a little bit of a shift here, because in the last, you know, you've been someone that's like myself dealt with an autoimmune condition. Do you want to share what that is? Yeah, sure. I, when I was in like grade five, got diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. And now I don't, I, now I think. What is that exactly? Just, just real quick sort of rundown on what those symptoms look like. Basically. It's normally something that happens like as you age. It's like, yeah, I think most people know like arthritis when you're older. It's like joint and uh, bone pain. And just uh, it's basically how the doctors have described it to me and how I understand it from when I was in grade five mm-hmm. is that my own immune system like is attacking my own body. Mm-hmm. So I have a decent immune system. And because of that, it's too good. It, it attacks my own body once mm-hmm. I get sick or just to like, so it'll attack my joints and then they'll get inflamed and then it's like painful sometimes to walk or move. But I've been pretty much in remission like for a few years now, solidly and such, but still on some medication. And that medication like suppresses my immune system. So that's what makes it like an autoimmune disease. But yeah, we've both got that. It's not like there's a history of juvenile arthritis in our family. We don't really know why, but. Wow, it's immune. And that's yeah. the thing with the immune system. It's uh, and I know those that are listening or watching this because I get messages from people regularly when they've heard about my autoimmune condition. I mean, I have one lady from the UK in particular, and she was amazing, but she couldn't find a lot of support or people to connect with over in the UK. There's only, I guess, a few hundred people documented with a case like myself, really? but also I'm uh, one of those enigmas, an anomaly, because my immune system, I basically have no neutrophils, yet I thrive. Yeah, and uh, so. The doctors want you to live in a bubble. Well, they, they would like that, but uh, I, I think they also know I'm way more resilient than bubble life. So, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, you made the shift. You've intentionally said, you know what? Enough is enough. No more victim. You know, and, and you've really taken charge. You've made this huge commitment to your health and you've really not only made the commitment, but followed through with action. So one, why don't you share with everybody what you've been doing? Because for, the, for those that are dealing with an autoimmune condition, it's not a matter of, of 
trying to normalize working out. What I mean by that is a lot of people have it in their mind, oh, I go to the gym. I do X amount of minutes. I do some cardio. I do some strength. You know, like it's really very general and, and it's normal. That's just the normal uh, uh, view on it. But you've basically said, no, I want to do what I want to do for me and my health because your health is the reason why you're there, right? You're not there because you want to get a six pack. Well, that wouldn't be bad. Ah, <laughs> yeah, okay. So, well, there is some goals there but in yes. mind, but you know what I mean? So talk about what you've been doing and, and why did you make that shift? I guess like, it's funny, even though, uh, I don't think many people know this, but like my family, well, they know that they're very like health forward and like very physically active. And I've grown up in that environment, which I'm very grateful for, but there's no hiding that for a long time I was very like resistant to that lifestyle. I, I was the one that was like, I don't really like sports. I don't really like going to the gym or athletics. And like, I was, I would do active stuff like playing on the playground, but I wasn't the, Brie was the one that would be like, let me join in on the workouts and stuff. And I would be like, I'm just going to sit here and read my book, hmm. which is totally fine. But I was very like, a lot of the time I considered myself like the black sheep of the family. Even though that's not the case, no one ever. That was my own thing that I told myself um, growing up, but not that anyone ever made me feel that way. I just didn't have the same interest as everyone else did. But over the past like couple of years, I think university, everyone kind of goes through like a health thing, and it can either take you one way or take you the other way. Where you're like, I'm not eating very well. I'm very, I'm sleeping poorly. I'm drinking a lot, and like all that stuff with lifestyle when it comes to like being a uni student, which is great experience. But I noticed last year around like it was ongoing from like September last year until like March, where I just really was not very happy with like my body and my health and like my mind and all that stuff. I was really struggling with a lot of things and like self image was really bad and negative and everyone goes through that, which I know. But growing up, I'd be like, or at least I was like, why Why don't I have a drive or an interest like my parents do to like work out and be healthy? Because I just really care. And then I started to see that toll and I wasn't very happy with that. And so then it was probably, I think it was June or something with you guys. It was we May or June time. We had a pretty big like blow up in a fight just because I was dealing with a lot of things. And so then we we kind of like butted heads on on some stuff and I was like I'm not happy and I'm struggling a lot and that kind of exploded out of me and because I'm I'm very independent I try to do stuff on my own a lot but I knew that I had some really great resources with my parents which I kind of reached out to them being like I don't really know what to do but I want to change how I feel about myself because that was a big toll on me especially as an actor like there's a lot of pressure on your self-image I think and not the industry is changing for sure, but I had like, I was like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't look good on camera, la, 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 whatever, all these like tales and stories, even though it's not the truth. Um, and then mom and dad, I was, but like, I needed something very simple to start because I'm like, it's very daunting to like start changing things. Um, especially when it comes to like diet and exercise. Yeah. So then. Dad, you were like, okay, this is this is your month starter kit. And it was like, it was the summer, so I didn't have 
school. And so the routine, I struggle when there's lack of routine for myself. <laughs> and similar, I think we're similar in that way. Uh, it's similar for a lot of people. You don't have a plan. It's really mm -hmm. easy just to procrastinate. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so then we, you, you said go for a 30-minute walk in the morning, do five minutes of mindfulness slash meditation, do 10 minutes of gratitude journaling or just journaling, and then make a smoothie for breakfast, mm -hmm. a green smoothie. And then that was something that I was like, okay, this is easy. 30 minutes, like it was, I think, total an hour of my day to start it off. And I was like, sometimes I then sit in bed for an hour on my phone. So it's like, why not just I can do it? Get up, get right. And I did that. And then mom and dad also got me a membership to the like YMCA or YWCA, mm -hmm. which was really cool. And I went to a lot of like fitness classes. Like I really enjoy classes. I find mm -hmm. that's something that like has gotten me into something because I'm not the type of person I really struggle to be like, okay, I'm going to the gym for an hour today. That's my own thing. That's my routine. Like that's, I'm still working on that, on just going to the gym and doing stuff. Well, it's also the fact that you're a social person, but that, that what's important to recognize your shirt. And then, and, you know, everyone that's listening or watches, I know you're sort of nodding your head like, oh yeah, that's very good. Because <laughs> I, I hope everybody can see themselves in Chardonnay's story. And I'm just so uh, proud that, you know, you've come to some of these realizations so young. Because when we catch them younger, uh, earlier, seeing the changes through doesn't seem as daunting. It's yeah. also because you have a shorter lifespan right now. Yeah. <laughs> fewer bad habits or past memories mm -hmm. of feeling like I've tried this before and it didn't work, mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of people just get really discouraged and, and feel a bit lost around that. But the fact is that you committed to something that was very simple, but I got to emphasize you committed. That was the biggest thing. Because how many times a moment I come to you guys and, and especially you and, and oh, offer... Yeah. Now, now, it wasn't like we were telling you what to do, but we would give you suggestions yeah. and trying to have a conversation like, about you it. Have you so many programs. This? You have so many oh, I know. I got a lot like of programs. Lots of way. But again, you would get upset about that. Also because you felt like we're pressuring you to, to have to change. It's exactly what I felt when I was obese as a teenager. I felt the exact same way. But when I made a decision that I wanted to get healthy, it was a lot easier to ask for help because mm -hmm. now I was in the driver's seat and I knew I needed help. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and I think that's where you got to, yeah. which is great. And it's, it, it's funny because like a lot of people will tell me where it's like, your parents are so awesome. Like, and I agree fully. Like my parents I'm are turning that into a sound bite. That will be my new ringtone. Uh, every time Sharon calls me, my parents are so awesome. <laughs> um, and I'm very grateful to have them as my parents. I think I won the lottery with that, but it's. Oh my gosh. No matter what, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> no, no matter like who your parents are, it's like if they, some people have like parents that are whatever their job is, or it's mm. like, they're just your parents at the end of the day. So it's no matter what, like, even though you're really healthy <laughs> and just like, my parents, I mean, come on, whatever, you're just awesome, dad like, coach and you, you and mom have created oh, yeah. so many programs I mean, I know together that I have access to, have yeah. always had access to, but at the like your podcast. I love what you're doing. I haven't listened to an episode yet because you're my dad. And I'm like, it's my dad. <laughs> I hear him talk all the time. Dude, he gets so many more downloads if you went and I listened know, to it all. I know, I know. I'm going to. I don't, I'll listen to it. No, no I, I'm going to listen to it. I just haven't. But it's that kind of thing where it's like very resistant to your parents' help, even if the help yeah. is like professional yeah. in their field. Totally. And it's like, yeah, my parents are awesome. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you're you're still mom and dad, even though you do all this cool stuff. 
because you're absolutely right, you know, because we're, we're seen as a very different figure in your life, which is fine. We are your parents first. First and foremost, we're your parents. And, um, and I know it's not easy to take that insights from your parents because it's just the dynamics. We got history, right? And so the same applies with people working with good friends. There's always that concern, you know, you regret this great friendship, but now you try to work a professional commitment into it or, a, um, something that might be a little bit more beyond just a friendship and it can really challenge those relationships, Yeah, which it had challenged us a few times. <laughs> but besides that, you know, you've come to that place now and mm-hmm. it's incredible to see how quickly things have changed in just six months. Yeah. Is it really just like six months? Or is it was a year and a half now. Maybe. No, it's, it was, no, I think it's, no, it was, it, would have, it was like May, June. May, June, oh, June is when I think I got my, okay. So yeah, we're coming on eight months, almost eight months. Now. Okay. So that's, that's, so that's cool. still incredible. Like, I mean, I, I know you, for those who are just listening, Chardonnay is quite slender. You know, like she's not a, she's very much like Christy. They have a similar body type. And uh, um, so Chardonnay is not a, a, just not a very big person, you know, like big bones and all that. And so but you were carrying a, a few LBs because it, on a smaller frame, it shows much yeah. more quickly. And I know that was affecting you mentally and emotionally. And, but the fact that you said, you know what, it's okay. I love who I am, but I also love myself enough to make some health changes. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't like how I ate mm-hmm. and I wasn't eating very well, like lots of rice and pastas that weren't like protein filled or like just mm-hmm. not healthy choices. And I was eating a lot and like going out with friends a lot. And like I was buying lunch from school like every day, whereas and so money also wasn't mm-hmm. smart choices. And it just wasn't I knew I wasn't making good choices for myself and that like Obviously, I had you guys in the back of my head, like just from hearing you talk mm-hmm. for years of like, like all the advice and things that I hear you give other people. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not following that right now. I'm kind of ignoring that. And it became a lot where I was like, I don't I don't like it. And very sad looking in the mirror and that kind of thing. And it's not fun to do, but I but the fact that got you, better. you did, well, no, you just said, okay, and that's enough. And you just started trusting that if you did the right things, the right results would come. Yeah. And sure enough, they, better than nothing was like well, my philosophy. Yeah. But you committed to doing a little bit of something every day. You know, what started as a, basically a 30 to 60 minute commitment, five days a week, you know, it's now become a lifestyle for you. So it's <laughs> like, anyways, it's just, it's awesome to see. And, uh, as I've made notes, uh, younger people tend to adapt a little bit more quickly, <laughs> you know? Um, that old uh, cliche, you can't teach dog, well, uh, an old, old dog, dog new, new tricks. tricks. Well, that, that sort of applies to that idea of, of neuroscience. And we have some pretty big habits and the bigger they are, the harder they are, are to change. <laughs> um, okay. So well, let's talk about that. You know, that, that concept of doing something rather than nothing. Mm-hmm. Get an example of how applying that philosophy has has led to success in in, in a very recent project, actually. Yeah, aside for that, because I think that's a, a good attitude. That's that idea of progression over perfection. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, let's let's hear about this from a you know a twenty year old perspective. Oh, I like yeah. to see this. Let's well, let's hear this. Um, yeah. When I guess like this summer, I in the previous summer, so I guess like summer of twenty twenty two, between school, I was like. Still having, I was, that's when kind of like mental health and like I was more impacted about my acting abilities and like different things like that, feeling like, oh, I'm not 
doing enough or I'm not progressing, just different self-doubt when it came to like my education. And I, I had contemplated like leaving the program between first and second year, but I'm really glad I stuck it out. I'm, just, it's worked out very well, but just having doubts along that of like, what am I doing? And so this summer, I knew that I wanted to like do more with acting. Yes, I, I did. I worked in a restaurant to like fund my education during the summer. But at the end of the day, I was like, priority number one is to just do whatever I can and say yes to as many opportunities when it came to acting and like performance. So what I did was I, I submitted a lot of auditions for uh, independent <laughs> and student projects here in Vancouver. And it was it's daunting, obviously, to be like, OK, I'm not I'm not booking that many roles, but like realistically, you're going to send or submit X number of auditions before you even get a call back. And so I kept track of everything. I was like, this is the ones I've reached out to. These are the ones I've auditioned for. Mm -hmm. And then like I kept I have a whole notes page of like all the projects I submitted for and just super proud that it was like a regular routine. And I was able to actually do quite a good number of projects this summer and like two leads and like two a lead in two different short films um vfs which was really awesome the vancouver film school very cool um and like i'm super proud of those projects and happy they aren't publicly released yet but yes. they oh. will be i think <laughs> but they're really cool and then i did some uh smaller roles and other projects there i did like i think eight different projects over the span of three three and a half months which yeah was really awesome to like go from having done nothing the summer before and then doing just whatever I could. Um, and I, yeah, it was just like, I'm going to say yes to as many progressing opportunities because something <laughs> is better than nothing. Even if I don't book any of the roles, at least I'm practicing by submitting a ton of self tapes. My yeah. iMovie is like 60 different self tapes. <laughs> I think it's your diligence and your ability well it's also i mean we should tell everybody what your, one of your favorite songs is because you are a bit of a swifty <laughs> oh, I so what's that favorite song of hers well i really like the i like a lot of her songs but when asked for a theme song i was like shake it off is kind of fun because mm -hmm. it's just got a good message a good vibe but i definitely love taylor swift and shake it off is just such a good like pump up song and if anybody has a pair of Swifty tickets, they feel like they need to get rid of. Um, I know somebody that would probably be willing to Even exchange when... babysitting for life. Um, her name's sure. <laughs> yeah, please. I'm still on the market for some Taylor Swift tickets. Um, still can't believe how quickly they sold out. It's incredible. Didn't incredible. even get a pre-sale. No, I know. Um, okay. As we're getting close to the end, let's talk about some practical stuff. So I know we've covered a lot of things today and, and, you know, some very practical insights that I know are very helpful for, for people who are listening to this, especially other parents. Mm -hmm. And I think speaking from that perspective, I think, you know, as someone that's sort of on the, the young adult side of things yes. now, you're not really a kid anymore. You're not a teenager anymore, but what would be some, some helpful advice? you would give to other parents that maybe see their children dealing with some negative habits. And what I mean by that is maybe over consumption of social media, because we know that can affect our mental health quite drastically, too much screen time, maybe not enough physical activity, maybe poor eating choices. Like, so we recognize that these things contribute to how we feel about ourselves, how we perform. And like, that's all common knowledge. However, 
That all being said, it doesn't mean people adopt some of the healthier habits. What would be your advice to parents that want to support their kids with, with big changes like that? Oh, that does. That's a very big question. And mm-hmm. oh, I don't have like a lot of experience when it comes to like other people or myself. Well, from your own personal experience, you know, like what do you think would be a good idea, you know, for parents or a different way for them to look at? Because from a, a perspective of a child to a parent, mm-hmm. that's what I'm more interested in. Uh, I, they all know my opinion, yeah. right? but my opinion obviously wasn't the best way of doing it until you came to a decision is that I want to do it. So I think it's just knowing that there's always going to be that bridge that we need to span. Yeah. What do you think some practical advice that parents can take from today's conversation? At least for me, I think even though I was resistant to a lot of help and stuff for a long time, it was still good to know that like they did care and they did want to help and had different like as as a parent like i would i totally get it you don't want to just you i assume you don't want to just sit sit aside watch your kid like deteriorate or spiral into like unhealthy habits in whatever capacity that is and i think it would even though it may cause like some Bites. I guess it depends on the relationship you have with your kids, but mm. I have a very close, open relationship with my parents, which I am very happy about. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they're like, you don't have to tell us that much detail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm a talker. I like to talk. Um, but even though I, I don't think there's anything wrong with reaching out and like giving reminders or asking questions. Like, I think opening the conversation up, even if it may cause a bit of tension in the short term, still was beneficial in the long term. Like, yes, there was points where we were very like angry with each other just because we weren't really listening to each other. Mm. But then it's like as soon as you have to kind of wait for them to admit that they want help. But having you guys have talked about it before and like ask them what they think would be most helpful for them if they once they are like aware that they want to make changes or Mm -hmm. be different or need help um that's kind of the most helpful thing i'd say like asking them what yeah listening and asking them like giving a a prompt was helpful because i was like yes you have all these resources it was a little overwhelming because you have so much knowledge and so much that you can give help with and like same for online Mm -hmm. i'm sure like there's there's so much out there, but having something super simplistic that wasn't overwhelming or like that demanding really was easy for me to like have a routine. And that's what I asked. Yeah. I was like, I need something simple that I can do daily and like isn't that taxing. And then I built on myself. Yeah, you did. Okay. So that's, I think, practical insights there. It's really a matter of giving them space to to be able to give the support if they can identify what the support is. <laughs> but it's really just being there to offer support. Mm-hmm. Being willing to give the support when it's asked for. Because it, it will it will be in the back of their heads. Like it was obviously in the back of my head for a while of like, okay, I know I'm not really being healthy. I know it's kind of being noticed by my parents and I know they want to help me, but like I don't want that help right now. Mm-hmm. But then eventually when I did, it was like, the bridge was already there. I didn't have to reach out myself. So even though you may be nervous to like bring something up, I think it's always beneficial in the long run, but at least for our relationship. 
I like it. That's very insightful. Good job. Um, okay. Well, we're, we're pretty much out of time, but I, I think, you know, the cool part is, is, uh, this can be one of, of many, we could have some future conversations because I know we sort of covered a lot of topics today, mm-hmm. big span. <laughs> and obviously we, we didn't talk about what it was like lean as a family, especially your perspective and also doing road schooling versus traditional yes. schooling. What was that like? So I, I'm sure there's people out there thinking, geez, I'd love to ask more questions of Chardonnay. And so what I like to encourage the listeners to do is if you do want to ask some specific questions and you want me to have Chardonnay back so she can answer those questions, just shoot me a message on social or shoot a quick email. Even if you go to the show notes, you'll see all my contact info there and shoot me a message. But for the meantime, if you want to stay connected with Chardonnay, what social media are you most active on? Oh, Instagram is Instagram, pretty much yep. it. It's like, it's my personal page, but I have it public for like my acting as well. Mm-hmm. So I post different things about like my school and my acting and just like life stuff. So if you want to, I'm tagged in a lot of my father's things. And my things. So I'm sure you can find me there, but it's just Chardonnay men with. I'm, I'm super grateful for my parents. They secured like before Bree and I were even social media age, they secured all our named yeah. stuff like but dot com <laughs> and dot CA. I've had my own website yeah. for like twelve years, but I didn't I got that when you were born. You got that when I was born. I, I've had that domain now for like twenty years. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. I, I recommend I know everybody buys at least their name dot com, you know, and, and uh, or at least especially your children. So right. when they do get old, at least they have the choice. But it's hard. If you got a really common name, you're kind of in trouble. Know. You know, I've been pretty fortunate. I got a unique name. You've got a unique name, especially yes. the way we spell it. So, yeah. um, okay. Well, Chardonnay, thank you for being here today. Thanks, Dad. And before you leave, what would you like to leave everybody with today? Sort of a final message. Um, oh, there's so many things. <laughs> I think like, I get overwhelmed very easily with like, and I'm sure like a lot of younger people do as well and anyone, but especially like people in my stage of life where it's like, what am I doing when it comes to like career or relationships or education or anything like that? It's very daunting. And like, I'm about to graduate, but which kind of crazy, uh, four months, four months, what? But I'm looking forward to the future and i think leaving people would be like have have like goals for yourself in the sense of like i i told myself this is gonna be my year of concerts i have two concerts already scheduled and like fun things that you can just like thrive in life and enjoy like all the other stuff can be very overwhelming <laughs> but sometimes it's okay to like ignore it for a short term amount of time i don't know if that's very like beneficial but Finding things that is still enjoyable and benefits you as a person can help make the other more serious decisions less daunting, I guess. Because you're like, hey, I'm figuring that out, but at least I got this going on. Well, it's true because it also offers a little bit of control. And Mm -hmm. and I think we all want a bit of control. And uh, so you are controlling sort of future experiences by making those little commitments. You also have things to look forward to, you know, as much as you have to work through the work. Between those little events, you know, I think that's that's good. Oh, and and don't do things or like say things for the sake of other people. I'm like trying to practice Mm. more like doing things that I want and how I want to do things like in applications, even for certain like internships or jobs. I'm like, okay, throw out what I think they want to hear because I'm very like 
perfectionist mindset where I'm like, I want to do the best and like, let me, let me do what they want to hear. But that doesn't usually end up working out. And it's better to take the risk of saying something they might not like if it's still true to you. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, I appreciate the insights today. Thanks, baby. Mm. Good job. Hug it All right. And uh, with that, I'll say adieu for now. And we'll be back soon in the new year. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's the last Well, day. I guess technically it's December 31st. By the time this goes live, It'll it be will be the new year. So happy new year. But that's great. Thanks, baby. Thanks. Peace out. And that's a wrap on today's 2% Solution Podcast episode. Thank you to my incredible daughter, Chardonnay, for joining us and sharing her inspiring story. Her journey is a testament to the power of determination, resilience, and staying true to oneself, no matter the challenges ahead. Chardonnay's experiences from navigating the world of acting to transforming her health and fitness habits remind us all to chase our dreams and never give up. Her message about setting personal goals and staying authentic in a world filled with expectations is a valuable lesson for all of us. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in and sharing this special moment. If Chardonnay's story resonated with you, or if you have questions you'd like her to answer in future episodes, don't hesitate to reach out. Stay connected with us. And remember, every small change brings us 2% closer to our goals. Until next time, keep pushing, keep striving, and here's to making every moment count. Hope you're having a great start to your new year, everyone. Let's make 2024 phenomenal.